everyone to the 12th episode of the stay attached podcast we are joined by the 2021 season mvp the two-time world champion the guy who's pretty much dominated all cold War. i think won like four of the six events something just absolutely insane and what eight to nine major wins which one is it i don't know a lot of gas right now but it's, i think i don't even know probably not eight or nine eight to nine yeah, it's, it's it's close to double two. digits yeah, either is fine with me but that was some supreme gas. Hey, I, I got you. I got you. But I uh, know I appreciate you coming on the show. I'm very excited. We've never had it. Wait, have we had a two-time world champion on this show? I don't know if we've had a two-time world champion. Have we, Stream? I don't know. But this is going to be a really special one. And I'm very excited because this is a per this guy is the future of the Call of Duty League. Consistently winning when he got in the league. And it doesn't look like he's slowing up anytime soon. Uh, so I appreciate you joining the show today. How has your day been so far? uh it's been all right i mean injured i mean on the east coast i think a lot of people got snowed in yeah and today it was like the first real like mega not mega but like first real snowstorm um me and my girl have had at our new place so it was definitely a ton of work to shovel like the driveway and stuff which i don't think either of us were fully prepared for <laughs> yeah oh dude shoveling the driveway and doing all that stuff like shoveling getting all the snow off your car and everything that seems like such a hassle yeah well th thankfully i mean we just have one car so she just parks in the garage so oh, okay there's no snow on that but yeah the rest of it was just a mess it literally took like <laughs> two hours for us to just we were literally just going hard in the paint we were just working out <laughs> in the driveway literally just shoveling everything yeah bro that's hey it's all good though congrats on on the house and did you just like tweet out you got another house or something no no oh. no we, we haven't got a new house but um we've had this place since may oh, okay uh like halfway through last year yeah and then I, we just have um an apartment down in atl for like um the online matches and stuff. oh yeah cause are, are you still planning on flying down there for like the league matches and stuff yeah i think i mean uh, i think the easiest way to do it is just to try and book all the flights in advance knowing the yeah. dates and then just trying to get good deals and stuff because yeah it do it do be adding up a little bit oh here for and there, sure but i mean it's the it's the option i chose so yeah, it is what it is. It's all good. A couple super maxes, champs wins. You got that. You got oh, that. For sure, for sure. <laughs> so let's talk about when you were just a young, young kid, not really knowing like what, what video game you wanted to play or what you wanted to do, school, sports, okay. your future career. What was the first ever video game that you played growing up? First ever video game? I mean, one of the earliest that comes to mind is probably like a super early Mario Party that I used to play on like the GameCube with my dad and my brother. I mean, it had to be like Mario Party 2 or 3 or something like that. It was like one of the early, early ones. And I mean, it was kind of just like stuff like that that kind of got me into gaming in general. Just, you know, my my brother always had the news consoles. He's six years older than me. Oh, okay. So he was already like ahead of the curve with like gaming in itself. Yeah. And, you know, I just came along just kind of following him up because we already <laughs> had the consoles and stuff. So that's kind of what first got me into it. Yeah. Well, how, how old were you when you like first started like just playing video games in general? I mean, I don't even know if I could walk. I was like two or three, probably. <laughs> oh, okay, so you, I've, yeah. I've been playing like COD since like three or four or like five. So you're, I've literally just been in the mix forever. You've been playing Call of Duty since you were three or four like years I mean, old. I remember playing COD too. And, Jesus, you know, I was born in two thousand one. So someone do the math, and I, I couldn't have been too old for that one. Well, that's actually insane. Wait, what was your first uh, multiplayer Call of Duty game you played? Probably like COD Four. COD Four, yeah, same. I mean, I I played like COD Three, but I'm pretty sure COD Three was like literally horse shit, if I remember. I don't even remember I, playing I, that game, to be honest. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was very like it, it was just the beginning stages of like getting multiplayer in. Yeah. So it wasn't that great, but I remember playing COD Four, and that was a, a bunch of fun. Back yeah. In the original one. Did you play like just pubs, or did you just like get into game battles matches? What were you doing on uh, COD Four? Oh, I mean, I didn't really compete until way later. So oh, I, okay. I was just literally casual gaming for most of my life until I was like in middle school. Yeah. And from that point, when you first started playing COD 4, when did you learn about like competitive Call of Duty? Um, I didn't learn on for a while, probably early like Black Ops tour, like early Black Ops, Black Ops 1, Black Ops 2, maybe. Okay. A little bit after that like ghosts or aw it was like right around jetpack era when i started playing oh, okay so probably around like ghost dish is when i started fully watching because it wasn't much after i started watching where uh like me and my um friends started playing like game battles and stuff just like on the free ladders and whatnot yeah 
And then, so you started playing like, was that like your friends from school or just like random people you met online or stuff? At first it was uh, people from school, but I ended up, um, I mean, I, a lot of the friends I made online were kind of from COD. Yeah. So I, you know, it was kind of like a little bit of both. It was like some IRLs from school and then it was also some of the online friends that we made just together. Just yeah. trying to, you know, we were all just fans of Call of Duty, like competitively. So we were just trying to get into it and just start out. Were you always just like way better than like your friends from school and stuff? Like you were that guy? I, I don't think so. Oh, I, mean, okay. I was pretty, I mean, I was good at like, see, I started competing when the new consoles, the first new consoles started coming out, like the, the um, not, like after the 360 and after like, okay, like the one, the Xbox the PS3. One. Yeah, yeah, like the Xbox One and the PS4 is like, because I remember playing Ghosts on like the 360 and then the Xbox One came out and everyone like started switching. Yeah. Because it was just next gen. Yeah. And I remember that's when I first kind of did get into things because I was playing like 360 free ladder um, matches because I didn't have an Xbox One yet. And then we were just kind of playing like old games and stuff. Like we were playing like BO2 free ladders when like it was like towards the end of Ghosts and just like stuff like that, just like slowly easing our way into it. Yeah. And then how did you uh, learn about like local LAN events and when did you start going to those? I honestly don't even remember how I learned about locals, but um, the first local I think I went to was like, no, it, it was ETG 10. I remember it was at the Palisades Mall. And I think it was one of, I think that's when locals really started popping off. Cause I remember like um, every local I was going to was like one of the bigger locals at the time. Yeah. And so I remember just showing up to ETG 10 and I was just like mind blown. I was like playing with, you know, French, like just kind of like randoms from online, not randoms, but like, you know, they were my friends. Like, yeah. Um, People you met. Just, yeah. When we first started competing. So we were showing up to this local land, not knowing a thing, not knowing literally anything about how <laughs> we were showing up with like, you know, remember with like the, um, the Astro mixing, you could just plug into your controller on the Xbox one. I remember my teammate literally showed up with that. I'm like, dude, like <laughs> you can't do, he can't daisy chain with this. Like, what the fuck are you doing? No way. And we were just breaking get... down and but... we were, we were borrowing make Sam's entire event <laughs> from people. No bullshit. Yeah. Wait, but how'd you guys do? I mean, oh, I mean, we placed third that event actually. And I think oh, that's okay. when, yeah, I mean, everyone was kind of expecting us to get shit on, but actually you can probably hit a rep about this. I'm pretty sure I slammed him that event. No way. No he, Jake he was, was getting was, uh, smoked. He might've been, he might've been with Brian and uh, Suda. No bullshit. And then that's but anyways. Ooh, I, yeah, I gotta roast him about that. that. And was then definitely my first local. When did you start becoming like uh like after that were you just like a normal at those locals? Because I know you started like dominating them for from a span of time where like you everyone knew they were going to local just to lose to you. So when did you start like dominating those? Like what was that like AW ish or a little bit after that? Um, it was kind of BO3 ish mm. when I started actually winning locals. I was pretty much getting second place and most of them leading up just because, um, the way the locals were set up, it was kind of just like, you know, one stack team versus another stack team. And like, you know, the local person would split the bracket, put them on opposite sides. And then they'd meet up in finals. Like, um, like everyone knew they would. Yeah. And you know, when we were still in AW, my team wasn't as good as, um, or at least they didn't have as good chemistry as like Profezi and Pemby in them. Mm. I forgot who their other two were, but um, they were kind of just running the local scene at the time. Yeah. And they were always the people we were playing in finals. And honestly, they're probably, like, Pemmy Profees are probably a big reason I'm even here today. Just because, you know, going from those beginning locals and getting second, going into BO3, they kind of, like, picked me up into their circle. Yeah. Uh, me and my me and my friend Cross, actually, um, he doesn't compete anymore, but his name is Marco. Uh, he, they, they picked us up, and that's when we started, like, actually getting like decent teams for locals and actually get our name out there because once they kind of picked us up, they were like semi-pros at the time. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of gave my name a little bit of credibility. And was, uh, would you say cross was like your duo on the come up or did you, did you have anyone that was there for you? Like through all the stages of you going to be a pro player or like, were you kind of just kind of like a lone wolf a little bit? Not, not all the stages. I mean, it'll sound fucked up if I say it, but like, you know, you kind of have to move up. Oh, yeah, of course. You got to come the ladder. people are willing to sacrifice more than others. And, like, you know, me, as I'm trying to make this my job, they necessarily weren't. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just I had to find people that dedicated more time. But, yeah, like, I would say Marco was probably my local duo all the way up until he stopped competing or until I kind of just had a, like a, a real solid squad. It was kind of like a mutual. He kind of had some family stuff going on. He kind of stopped competing yeah. while I kind of got picked up into the bigger circle. 
So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of just what happened. But I didn't really have a duo, really, the entire time. Like, not the same one, at least. Yeah. And then how much were like the how much were you winning from those locals like each time you would uh, get first? Like, was the prize pretty big? Oh, I mean, it really depended the local because there were a couple of different locals. There was ETG, there was NJ Rod, and I think there was one named um, BBG Battle by Gamers, which mm -hmm. I don't think they they stopped running events like after BO3 ish, if I remember correctly. But those were like the big three on the East Coast at the time, and I mean. I don't know. I was like 16, 17, and I was honestly making bank. <laughs> like, I'm not going to I was straight robbing kids. I was straight robbing kids. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it was good, Ozzy. You were making um, your teacher salary just at local dude. lands and going to school. Like, how, how was that? How was, like, going to school and then going to locals and just cashing out and just being able to make that much money at such a young age? Oh, it was just weird because, like, I wasn't really, like popular in school i mean i didn't really talked to anybody i kind of just showed the school you know listen do whatever went home and then just played cod was yeah. basically my life or i'd like sleep and then wake up for like the snd tournaments at night hmm. so i didn't really hang out with anyone i didn't really talk to anybody but towards the no one really knew i mean people knew but like my grade necessarily didn't know until like the end of our senior year because um I mean, I just started, you know, I turned 18. I started kind of missing school and kind of went pro. Yeah. So that's when people kind of started to catch on. But I feel like the weirdest thing is, is like the grade below me, the juniors were like all mega fans. It was like the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like, dude, I was like again called like simp in school by like the entire grade. And I was literally <laughs> in full. It, it was funny. It was cool. No, yeah. That's the same thing that would happen to me. Like people would say like before people really knew I was like a pro player um they would just call me attached and every time someone would call me attached i would lose flow I'd be like yo don't call me attached like i don't want people to know i'm a gamer because like back then gaming wasn't like cool yet like not everyone would gamed and talked yeah. about it and everything like, it wasn't the cool thing to do yet i'd say like kind of in 2015 2016 2017 that's when it started getting like more normal and now everyone just talks about yeah. gaming there's pro athletes there's rappers there's actors like literally everyone in the world talks about gaming so it's just completely normal now to, uh, yeah, talk about sure. it, but I was no, definitely embarrassed. I was Wait, definitely yeah, I embarrassed. mean, you're telling me my name is Simp. Like, <laughs> I got people in school call me Simp. I'm like, dude, like, you gotta stop, man. It's simplicity. Like, it's simplicity. And I wish it was. I mean, I kind of wish it was, but it was a little too long. Yeah. And at locals, people just started calling me Simp because it was shorter. Yeah. And I don't think really it was intended um, to be used in like a bad way at the time, just because I don't think anyone really like. You know, really gave used, used it like it's yeah. used now to where like if you say, oh hey, if you if you say to some girl, hey you're nice, oh my god, you're a fucking simp, or like you say anything Literally. nice to anyone, you're a fucking simp. But like that's yeah. just so I kind of got unfortunate timing. It's all good. But it's all good. I mean, people search your name up, you, you know, get famous. Thing. Yeah, literally. I mean, that's the way I thought of it. Like, yeah, you can think of it like yeah, it's kind of like a negative thing, but like it's also gonna get searched up like hella. Yeah, and also like. I just feel like it's definitely easier to like brand it with it being more so not just one word. Yeah. Or like one definition, I guess. I think it's always better to like go with the meme or the joke that's happening. Cause when you try and go against it, like people just do it, it just more and more and more. And then you start losing more fool. But if you just go with it and you don't really care, like it's just, it's good. It's fun. You laugh it off. And then you yeah. just kind of, you kind of keep going from there. But uh, to going back to like talking about Call of Duty, what would you say is your favorite Call of Duty game for Search and Destroy? I mean, I'm going to be biased with this answer, but probably like, I mean, I, I will, let me start off by saying I didn't really compete in any of the older CODs. Yeah. So I kind of grew up seriously competing in the Jetpack era. And I thought BO3 SD was like fire. Like, I feel like BO3 was the last, like, the real last SD where you could, like, you know, you, you, I don't know. It's just weird to describe. Like, I feel like thinking was a lot more involved, like, yeah, before Jetpacks, but I feel yeah. like BO3 was the real last one where, like, you can actually make good plays and, like, actually think of situations. Like, I feel like it's a lot harder to do that in um, the current CODs. Oh, no, definitely. I mean, I think BO3 is probably a top three or top three, top four SND, especially. I think it's definitely the best Jetpack SND easily. Yeah. Um, I think Ghost is really fun too. Bo3 was godlike, like playing wagers and tournaments. I know you had your little crew in Bo3. You guys were like running tournaments and stuff. Yeah. Uh, who, wait, who who was your team? Who was your who was your your squad? 
I mean, the OG squad, we used to call ourselves um, either, we used to call ourselves, it was between the GOAT gang or the No Name gang. <laughs> Both terrible fucking game. names, by the way. Terrible names. <laughs> but um, it was me and um, at the time, before Preston, um, like Priest had turned 18, he was like my S&D duo. Oh, and shit. We were, um, so we were kind of running around. Well, I mean, it's like it's like a complicated story, but like me and Preston were playing tournaments, and then um, it was Major Maniac and Turn Up Too Easy who were also the the squad, and they kind of hit up Preston to play a threes tournament, and because Preston was like my duo at the time, I kind of got dragged in as the fourth. Yeah. So it, it's like kind of weird how it all kind of like happened, but that's how um that's how our team was made. I mean, everyone knew it was his XL, like me um Turn Up and Major. But yeah, that was like the beginning S and D squad. It wasn't for long though, because Preston turned eighteen like right after yeah. he started competing. Did you do you know how many golds you won in BO three? Um, probably all the ones I have now. I mean, I didn't really, I didn't play. I feel, I feel like there weren't a lot of tournaments out. I mean, there were, but they started, you know, with CMG and everything. I feel like tournaments really yeah. started to die down. So I probably have like overall like maybe like seventy five to one hundred golds. Okay, that's solid. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't do much more than that just because I only really seriously grinded S and D like that one year. Oh, uh, okay. So you kind of always kept your eyes on like uh, competitive respawn variant modes. Yeah, I mean, I I, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't really want to be an S and D star, but yeah. the age limit kind of pushed me into it. Like right when I first wanted, like I really I, I wanted to take competing seriously when bo3 came out oh, and okay when bo3 came out the 18 plus rule came out which was understandable but was also kind of like bullshit oh it just sucks it sucked for everyone yeah, that was like, wasn't old enough it sucked like honestly really bad because especially after bo3 snd really died and locals yeah. kind of did too like the locals were just there weren't as many as there were anymore so there wasn't really much for me to grind anymore and it honestly was like I don't want to use the word depressing, but like it was definitely like sad for me to be like stuck in a spot where I couldn't really control, like I couldn't control anything. Like I yeah. kind of had a wait to turn eighteen, I had a wait to compete, and the entire time I kind of just felt like you know I was good enough to do it. Yeah, your talent so was just kind of like wasting away. Yeah, it definitely took a mental toll on me those couple of years, but I also, I don't know, I feel like I was definitely a lot more intro. I mean, I'm de- I'm introverted now, but I, I was feel like I was a lot more introverted then. And I was also like always worried about how I looked and like how mm. people thought of me and this and that. And I feel like it all kind of like just came together. But, yeah. You know, I kind of learned it's a good thing. Like you can get your name out there, you can stream, and that's what I ended up doing. And you know, I started running locals. I started getting my name out there. And as soon as I turned eighteen, my name was out there, ready to get picked up. Yeah. And now you're comfortable on camera with streams, uh, interviews. You're handsome. You have, you're good at talking. Oh, shit, so now it's okay. just now it's just easy for okay. you. It's just easy for I'm you trying, now. I'm trying. I don't know uh, the hands apart, but I'm I'm doing my best. Nah, to nah, nah. Not you're not be a social weirdo. So, yeah, you're handsome. You're handsome. Um, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. What's it called? When did you know in your life that you wanted to be like a professional cop player? Like what? When? When did that um, flip switch flip? Yeah, there we go. Oh, it was probably BO3. I think BO3 was kind of just the game overall where everything kind of clicked for me. Yeah. Like, because, like I said, like, I think BO3 is probably to this day my best COD. And Jesus, you know, I wasn't able to compete in that. That is very scary to know. Good thing yeah, you weren't competing I mean, in BO3. <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, I just feel like Jetpack CODs had really... I just feel like the, the skill gap in Jetpacks was a lot higher than just ground CODs because, yeah, you had movement... You had to control your movement, your shot, your comms, yeah. and like you know everything that you do now, but with an extra layer yeah. because of movement. So I just feel like it was so easy to kind of individually take over uh, in Jetpack Cods, and I think I was super good at doing that. But I mean, I didn't really complete compete against. Um, like I, I didn't compete in league matches. I didn't compete in CWL events. I didn't do any of that. So I can't necessarily yeah. say I can't gauge well enough if I was how good I was at the game. But I thought I was really, really good at the game. Yeah, no, I'm sure you would have been disgusting because, I mean, you went pro and he's fucking has been shitting on everyone ever since. So <laughs> I'm assuming you would have been fucking disgusting at that game as well when it came to variant. And like like you said, with Jetpack uh, games and Call of Duties, you could definitely outskill people way more in those games than like the boots on the ground games where you can like outposition people and outsmart people. And yeah. sometimes you can outgun them and outskill them. But like in those games, you could do it like a lot more consistently. Like if, yeah. if they were burgers, they were whiffing their shots while you're flying through the air and 
wall running, dashing. So it was yeah, definitely was so much to keep up with. And yeah. Think about, I just thought it was, I thought B3 was so unique. Yeah. And then you got signed to the United cadet team. What game, what game did you get signed to them in? I, th I think it was World War II. World War II. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was World War II. Did you grind that game a lot? Uh, not really. I mean, outside, if you didn't, if you weren't in the league, if you weren't playing respawn, I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of ass. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, SND was kind of dead. This was like World War II was really part of the time when the local scene was starting to be BS. Because mm. at this point, the local scene, I was literally getting my team stripped away from me because of how many events I was winning in a row. And they came up with this whole tier system for me because I was literally on like a 30 win streak. And if, if I won with the set four, we're all now officially tier threes uh. and no tier threes or like we're all tier ones and no tier one can team with like another tier one. You have to be with tier threes. Mm. So I literally had to go find like Jimmy Bob Jr. And his plumbing <laughs> uncle to come help me out at this local. And yeah. That's when it started to get like a little bit fugaze for me. Yeah. You were just getting it. Like there was another team that was probably like stacked and then it's just you and four people or three people you found off the street that they just wanted to play that day. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it was, it was fun. Like winning with new teams because I, I still won like a few events in a row with yeah. like uh, separate lineups, but then like it got to the point where I didn't have many options anymore. And I'm just like, yeah. well, this is like, what, what am I supposed to do now? Like everyone else is having the time of their lives and I can't even go to this local because yeah. no one wants to show up because I'm shitting on them. You're literally begging people at the mall. Hey, you know, call of duty. You want to come play this tournament real quick? Odds are we'll win. So you should come upstairs. Dude, literally. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, yeah, I mean, there wasn't much to grind in World War Two, so yeah. not much. And then who was on that roster? It was like you, Illy. Uh, it was me, Illy, Selium, and Turnup. Oh, okay. It was kind of like the scraps of who wasn't eighteen, because like, um, I forgot who was their fourth in like a uh, Cell and Ender squad, but I know Dashy was a part of them. And then oh, Dashie Solidus just won. Competing. I think Solidus yeah, I think, won. I think he just chalked out. I don't even remember. I think he like still plays. I've seen his name like in he, this I game. Think he came back. Yeah, I, I think, think he, he came back. Eighteen, so he chalked in, then he came back when he was eighteen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was like you know, Dash turned eighteen, and he went and played. He was on Complexity, I think, that year. And then you know, me and Turn Up like um Major and I forgot who else, but um they they went to go variant too. Oh yeah. Oh, it was like Mike Teddy. I think yeah, I, I forgot. I think it was Pock and all them trying yeah. to like, go play uh, respawn because they saw SD was dying. So we were like, all right, well, we can't do that yet. We're like, we're not 18. So what do we do? And then we kind of just did the best we could with not many SD tournaments. Yeah. And you were still on that United like Academy team for through World War II and during uh, Black Ops 4. Did you think like you were going to get called up to the main United roster like at any point? Or what was kind of like your thought process while we were there? Like, what were you trying to do? Were you trying to just wait for your moment and get picked up by another team? Or did you really want to play on like United one day? Well, I mean, funny story, you actually asked that because that year when I did turn 18, the plan wasn't exactly to join the United off the rip because at the time they were looking like a pretty decent team. Um, I think, I don't remember which, like the order of the events, but they, they did like decent the first event. Yeah. And they got second, I think. And then I think it went like to T16, then like T32 or something like that. And they literally got like, um, they didn't make it out of groups or some bullshit. And I think after that, that's when I was kind of like, all right, maybe maybe this is doable. But right when I turned 18, I think um, I was kind of just trying to get my hands on any league team. Yeah. I think the only real offers I had, though, was um, I think, I mean, it wasn't, I don't know how real it was, but I'm pretty sure Gen G was like down to maybe pick me up. I don't even know who for who. I don't know. I don't even remember the situation. But I remember like before I got picked up on the United, I'm pretty sure Gen G was like the only other uh possibility but it uh, wasn't even like i don't even think it was like anything in my control yeah damn i should have told phase to pick you up for sure that would have been a, <laughs> that would have been a great pickup right there no you got you guys had to pick up mc <laughs> we got mc and then uh we didn't call uh, her the pro league ah they said nice tries we'll get them next time we didn't call her the pro league tough scenes but this ain't <laughs> this the podcast ain't about me it's about you so what was that moment like when you got that call to join a united you must have been like insanely hyped Oh, I, I for sure was. I mean, it was a back and forth. Uh, it was it was super complicated actually to kind of get me on the team at first, because I think at first they told me I was gonna be on the team, and then they kind of like went back on it mm. for like a day or two, like right after, and I was kind of like bummed out because I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're like, what like, the fuck? You guys I was just, just a... picked up, and now I'm not. So <laughs> yeah. Like, and I was like, all right. And then I don't know what happened, but then I think I got picked up. 
Yeah. I think I remember that team was having like the internal collapse where Clay hated Cap. They were roasting each other and everything was just falling apart. So it was just uh, it, yeah, not, not a good moment for them. Get slammed at events. Yeah. I think it was all in that same timeline. And then what was your um, what was your first event as a pro player? My first event was um, CWL London. Mm. Which was honestly, it was the first time I was out of the country, I think. I'm pretty sure that was the first time I was ever out of the U.S. Yeah. And I was just shook, dude. Life was moving. So, I, like, I literally just turned 18, just got picked up. I'm flying to fucking London. <laughs> I was like, holy. And then during all this, like, I wasn't even, like, technically allowed to, like, leave as much school time as I was. Yeah. So, like, during this whole time I'm competing, like, Burns, who was, like, our general manager, um, my guidance counselor, and, like, the dean of my school all had to be, like, talking to each other at all times because... um in our school, I forgot what it was called. Um, I think it was called a DLT. If you missed mm. like two weeks, then um, you technically like can't you like fail the class. So if you miss like two weeks worth of periods in that class, yeah, then you just have to like do summer school. And I'm like, well, I got to be out of like school for like a week at a time for like li- just um the online league in general. Yeah. Or the um, you know remember that you remember the BO4 league. Yeah, yeah, where we go to uh, go to Columbus and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, well, this isn't gonna fucking work because. Uh, I'm gonna miss like two months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, hopefully I graduate, but it ended up. I just had to make up a little bit of gym time, like go in the mornings and just like run laps, and then I just made up my work at home and stuff, and yeah. everything worked itself out. So like the school was like pretty helpful with you, um, like trying to make sure you don't like have to do summer school and stuff. Like they were, they were good. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, assuming how te- most teachers would be, I think they were super supportive. Yeah. Just because, um. They didn't like say no. They like actually like worked with Burns and me on it. Yeah. And it was just it was just a stressful situation to be in because on one hand, yeah, I wanted to compete, but at the same time, I didn't want to throw away my high school diploma for it. Yeah. So it was just weird. It was a weird situation. Yeah, especially with how much we were traveling back in those days. Like I think when I was in high school and competing, I think I missed like sixty to seventy <sighs> days senior year. Jesus. So, and cause we were traveling a lot too. And even in black ops four, like, like you said, we'd go away from a week for weeks at a time in Ohio, yeah. then going to an event over the weekend and we'd leave on what, like Wednesday. And then we'd get back on like Monday. So that's like four days right there. You're missing every single time you yeah. go to an event, not even counting the pro league. So that was actually really cool. Your school to like help out and make sure they just didn't, they weren't like assholes yeah, about it. Blessed. Yeah. They weren't like, like, no, you, you know, fail. Some teachers, yeah. Some teachers can be assholes. Yeah. Like some schools. Is there anything you remember from like your first, like first event that you still think back to that, to this day? You're like, wow, that this was like so cool that this happened. I just think the entire first event experience was crazy to me, to be honest. Cause like going into it, I didn't really have expectations because it was my first event. Yeah. But I mean, the London crowd that year was probably one of the best crowds still. Um, oh yeah, they're crazy. I, like like they're the crazy. energy, I feel like was crazy that I felt. And especially because like that event, I don't think I don't remember why. I don't think um I don't think the fans liked um Hundred Thieves. Mm. I think it might have been it might have been a control thing. I don't even remember. But some things happened and like uh, the fans were against Hundred T. And I remember when we were growing up in finals, it really felt like we were like it was like us against like the world. Or not against <laughs> the world, like the opposite, I guess. It was probably them against the world. Yeah. Because like everybody was like so um like with us. And it was just like it was such a wild experience that for my first event. Yeah, and I think you. I think I remember on Gridlock you were just hitting some insane snipes, and every time he did, the crowd was just going crazy. So yeah, the powder was definitely. Yeah, yeah, it was fun, man. Dude, it was fun. I'm excited. I hope we can go back to London for some events soon because they always bring a different type of energy. You got people dressed up in beer can outfits. They're chugging Dude. beers. They're <laughs> chanting. They're like they are just so much fun, and it makes competing so much more fun when people are just yeah, going nuts and like. I feel like they just like to watch good Call of Duty. They don't hate anyone. Like they'll cheer against you, but then the next moment they'll cheer for, cheer for you. So it's like they're just hella cool, and um, yeah, it's just so much fun competing out there. So hopefully one day soon we'll be able to go back out there yeah. and just it'll be, experience. It'll be nice to just be able to have normal events again. Yeah, and just do the normal bullshit. Yeah, it'll be lit. And then after that event, I think you guys like went to Anaheim. You got like six or something, and then after that you went to playoffs. And um, that's when the magic happened at playoffs. Yeah. How did it feel to win your first ever event? Like going into that, were you super confident you were winning? 
Or were you just kind of like, all right, this is another event. Let's just see what happens. Um, well, I mean, that I, I think it's the same event, but I'm pretty sure that event, we were almost, I think we were like literally that close to like losing and like losers round like two or like mm-hmm. one. Because I, I don't, I think it's the same. No, that was London actually. Um, playoffs, I don't think we were as confident. Well, we were definitely confident, but not as confident as we were for champs. Yeah. Like, we definitely saw how much of our, our practice was helping us. And I also think we knew, like, we were kind of just, like, really good at the game, if that makes sense. Like, we just had, like, um, just confidence in general. Yeah. So, after Anaheim, I think we went over a bunch of shit. And I think we really just got a lot of fundamentals down. And that's when we really started to take off is when we started, like, really work with each other and just work as a team. Yeah. And that was crazy. You ended Clay's 1500 day streak or 1400 day streak of not winning. So I'm sure he was uh, definitely thankful for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And even like just winning, like I'll still remember to this day and like how it felt. Because yeah. I remember we lost the first best of five and we were just, I'm not, I mean, I think I was raging if I remember correctly, not raging, <laughs> but like rant talking, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just saying the bullshit doesn't even see it like said at the time. And then we went to the back and we were talking and we were like, listen, man, like, let's just big dick them on their best map right here on, I think it was Seaside Hardpoint at the time, yeah. the first map. And I think we just came out with the literal fire the second series. And honestly, it, it was just like a really good series out of us. Like we, we, we beat them on Seaside, which we basically big dick there for like best map. And then, you know, SD's SD can go either way. But yeah. we were like one of the really good SD teams too at the time. And then you go to game three, control, and we've been known for control for basically like since BO4. Yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of like an insta dub, but I mean, it, it just felt crazy. I remember like my stomach, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like my stomach <laughs> just dropped. And I, I've never had a chip feel the same way as this one, but like my stomach dropped. I remember looking at Clay, like it was just such a euphoric moment of like, holy shit, we actually did this. Yeah. Because, you know, Clay, like you said, Clay didn't win in like six years. <laughs> like, it was getting, it was getting bad. For my it guy. was, get, yeah. The community um, was on his ass. I remember the community was like, yeah. Clay's never going to win again. He yeah. hasn't won yeah, in years. Roasting yeah. was roasting him. You know, Tyler, Tyler, um, he got second, I think, during the year. And he, yeah. it was his first chip. Alec and Preston, it was their first chip. No, no, no. They won um, in, they won an IW. Oh, they, oh, they, won, they won an IW. They were, they were waving off the fans. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was comedy with, uh, <laughs> With Pe- it was with long hair Pierce, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah long oh, hair Pierce. He had the mullet. Long he had the mullet. Pierce. That was Pierce was typical back then. Yeah. But yeah, it was just so surreal. Like, you know, Clay literally like threw me across the stage. <laughs> like he picked me up, and you know, I'm like, he's like literally like double my height. So he just picked me up. It was like easy as fuck. And, yeah. Yeah, it was just crazy. Nah, yeah. I mean, it's especially winning your first event um with a crowd like that, and then. I think you guys won like what, like fifty thousand dollars each as well, like a insane amount of money to win for your first event. That must have just yeah, been like play- crazy. But yeah, I think it was technically it was like tech. It was like playoffs for like the season yeah. technically. So it was it was like a big prize pool, and then I think it was like I don't even know what it was for champs, but it was like a major prize pool for the playoffs that wasn't like it for majors yeah and then going into champs like, were you just feeling super confident going into that tournament after that one win yeah i think after playoffs we kind of i think all of us knew in the back of our heads we were going to win champs as yeah. long as we just played how we did yeah and i mean i think we showed the champs and i don't even remember having like a real like a real competition like um like i still remember a match being like really that hard where we were like damn i remember i think Probably the most stressful match was like finals or like the optic match. Yeah, which might have been like semis. Nah, yeah. Oh, no, no. I think I think optic was quarters, and then we played units in semis. Because yeah. I remember, I think units had like a free bracket, and then they played us, and I literally hork slammed all of them like over and over again. Literally put them on a montage. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That clip gets tweeted like every single day. That sniper clip, the four piece. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely not helping the sniper conversation. <laughs> that's for sure. People love that shit. Oh yeah, they're like that's saving cod right here um yeah. what's it called though was there a moment that weekend like after you won a certain match you're like okay we we are winning this tournament because I've, I've had that a couple of times where i'm just like oh after we win this match oh, EG. we're winning this tournament oh yeah eg was the hard match i remember that now i think after the EG, i think after the eg match in our groups yeah those guys were good too uh, huh yeah because it was cap i'm pretty sure i'm pretty yeah. sure just because it was cap we were like oh shit they're gonna go fucking hard because of the rivalry here now nah, those guys were really I'm, I'm good sure those, 
pretty sure that match was hella close. And I think after that, and then we got out of that was still in groups. I'm pretty sure. No, nah, I think that was so bracket. I think I think that was bracket. I was, was watching like, was that. I was. I, it was. For, I think it was second round of bracket. I remember watching that match. Like those those EG guys were like. Oh, I think we played really twice. good. We played them twice. I'm pretty sure because I feel like I remember playing them once in in uh, groups. Nah, I don't think so. I remember playing on stage now. I don't think so. I think EG was playing was in Optics group for that event. But no, those guys were those guys were good, bro. Like you had to watch out no, for those EG were, guys. They were those, those guys showed up in champs. Yeah, no, they they showed up during the big time matches. Like those guys were they were crazy. Um, so you guys, oh, wasn't it in like winners finals or something? You guys played Optic, and you guys had like a crazy comeback on map two. Um, I think it was a two five. Ooh. Or three five. Ooh. On. Um, what was the map with the outer cliff? Oh, oh, oh! What was that map? It was it was, payload, the, it was payload, a dark payload, map. Payload. Yeah, payload, payload, payload. Pretty sure we played them on that map. Yeah, I just remember someone on the other team had like a tempest or something. Yeah, and I you guys. I, yeah. Yep. 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 That map. That map was definitely. Dude, I don't know. Like, I feel like um. I don't even know. I'm blank. Dude, like, remembering shit from those events is, like, so hard. I feel like I just, like, blank. <laughs> yeah. You know, events is, to me, like... And, like, besides the dub part of it, kind of just, like, the match is kind of blur. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can remember, like, things if... Like, you as you bring things up, I'm literally, remember, like, gaining memories. <laughs> you're just, like... You're, like... like it's, like, something that's making you just remember it. You're unlocking a memory again. Yeah. I mean, back then, we played so much Call of Duty, too. Like, you had the... Yeah, you had the pool play. so many matches. And then you have all the bracket. Like nowadays, you play four matches total and you win an event. Back in the day, you were playing yeah. three matches a day at minimum. So there was just so yeah. many matches. They just like blend together and stuff. But then you won fucking, you went back to back and won the ring. Like what was the feeling after you won the ring? You're just like, fuck, like I'm the best shit. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I think it's kind of how you have to feel after you yeah. win champs. You're like, holy shit, we actually were the best this year. And then I just remember like, that year was just like weird because we we celebrated our win and then we went to um our owner's house because he had a he had a home in LA or yeah I think it was like near the area yeah and you know we had like a party there and then we did our media interviews there and it was it's just weird because you know franchising was the next year yeah so like we all kind of had like one on one conversations of like whether or not like the team was sticking because because like yeah we can like celebrate the dub. But then, like, it was, like, right into, like... The, the C CGL. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kind of, like, the same with, um... I think I've heard Clay talk about it, how, like, after they won champs within, like, MW, it was, like, not even, like, a day or two before, like, roster shit was happening because yeah. of the deadlines or whatever. Yeah, so you're back to like stressing. That, like, yeah, you can enjoy it for, like, a little bit. But then, you know, you got to go back to reality and kind of just keep it pushing. Yeah, and then going into the um, from the blog I was forcing into the MW season and with franchising becoming new I'm sure you were literally at the top of everyone's radar Everyone in the world probably wanted to pick you up Did you have like a bunch of offers that almost went through like did you ever join a team before you decided on joining Atlanta phase? No, I didn't I never really committed to anything besides Atlanta phase. Yeah, I will say that the the only real people I talked to in the offseason were like up easy because right you know right after i was like listen man we gotta we gotta stick together like we gotta find the home wherever it is um and as weird as it sounds like i was talking to slash a little bit yeah like i was trying you know i like at the time i was like meet you tyler we can make this shit work you know yada 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 normal you know team yeah roster yeah roster mania um, it, it didn't really go that far it was kind of just like all right like you see what orgs you can talk to we'll see who we can talk to we'll go from there yeah but, you know, it never really went further than that. But uh, besides teams, like, actual or like franchise that I talked to, I did talk to um, the subliners a little bit. Uh, you know, I went to um, I went to the city and, like, had, like, a whole meeting with them and everything. Yeah. And then um, I talked to Florida a little bit. But, neither, like, neither of them were sounding um, as confident on what they were doing. So I was kind of, like, iffy about it because... Like, there were just certain things that they were telling me that I didn't like. Mm. So, um, you know, I was kind of just stuck on those two options. And then I remember, I think, Tyler got hit up by Preston and Mike, I think, or MC, or, like, someone. And it was like, 
yo we got um we got crowd and rj like we're trying to get this god squad over here in atlanta um we want you and simp if possible and i'm pretty sure we were like one of the first teams to be like fully signed like the earliest because i yeah. remember we were leaked like literally like so early <laughs> and like nothing ever changed which is like basically how it goes but yeah i mean it was mainly just like mike i don't even remember who the initial was but i, I gotta i probably gotta give crowd like um crowder all the props of like putting the team together yeah because i'm sure you know him but he's a mastermind so oh yeah i mean he puts so many guy, chris yeah no he's that guy like he puts so many people on uh to become professional players like first yeah. he, picked, he picked up classic who was just his friend in real life who kind of played competitive cod not even really picked up zuma picked up me and then just picked he, up sell you sell even Preston when Preston joined our team yeah. first uh, in World War II. Like nah, he's, he just hit, he gives he so many talent. people chances, yeah. And then he just knows yeah. talent because all pretty much all the people he has picked up have been champions and won multiple events, oh, if shit. not oh, if not uh, world champs as well. So I mean, Chris Crowder, that's the goach. Got an eye for talent. Uh, I meant Brian Saint and uh, Dan, Daniel Looney are a little bit better, but we still love Chris. <laughs> we still love Chris. Um, all, all love around any coach any coach is loved for sure oh yeah and then going to that mw year i mean you guys had a fucking disgusting squad great coaches with rj and chris um yeah. how like that was a that was a pretty solid year for you guys like what was what would you say is like your highest and lowest point of that year um well i feel like online was kind of the demise of yeah. us that year i feel like as soon as things kind of went online um just the whole vibe of the game kind of got less serious which i'm sure you can probably feel the same way like just because covid was so unexpected and like yeah. all this stuff was happening so fast everyone was kind of just like at least we're competing and like not nah, just doing nothing i mean that's at least how i felt like or like it's not like I, we weren't trying but i feel like the um just the series of it got a little bit taken out because yeah. we're playing like i was playing matches at home at the same setup i scrimmed at like every single day yeah and to me it just didn't feel as serious as it did in like a tournament environment or like in a facility with like the rest of my team or like any of that. So, I mean, I don't know. We got second a lot that that year. Yeah, I think you guys won like a couple home series. You got second at champs and yeah. you probably got second like two or three other times during yeah. those home series. It was still like not a bad year. Obviously it's not first. Not for and sure. You want to get first every single event, but with, yeah, with COVID. No, for sure not a bad year. Yeah, it was really just tough too. Cause like we're used to going on the main stage. There's bright lights, a lot of people, thousands of people watching the streams to yeah. playing for hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars and then you're just playing in your bedroom so like it's hard to just <laughs> replicate that hype and that feeling of when you go on mesa you just can't like it's just not possible yeah. so like it's hard to get into that mindset where you're just like yo like this is fucking it like this is this is the moment we got to go hard um but yeah it was definitely uh very unexpected with covid but it was cool that we at least had something to look forward to playing people yeah. had something to look forward to watching so like shout out to the cdl for being able to put that season on because so many businesses and leagues just shut down completely and stopped. So we were lucky that we had yeah. some at least to like keep us occupied during that time. Cause yeah, that time fucking, it definitely sucked. And I mean, we're still feeling some of the effects of it today. Um, at least we're slowly but surely getting back to normal. And then um, going into cold war, when it went back to like four V four, you guys had your roster when it was you, Abizi, Alec and Cell. Uh, what is like, how, how did you guys just dominate so much? Like, how, I just don't understand. Did you guys just, what were you guys doing? Uh, I mean, I feel like last year we, I think our preparation last year was some, probably like light years ahead of like what other teams are doing. Yeah. Cause I feel like very early on, we kind of had like, I mean, I don't think anyone really knows this, but we had like a team breakdown, like during a scrim, like at the beginning of the year. And I don't know if it was before kickoff or after kickoff, but like, you know, we lost like the, the kickoff match to Florida. Yeah. And, you know, yada, yada happens. But like, there was a scrim where like, we were just like raging at each other. And like, we all like, some of us thought one thing, some of us thought the other. And I feel like that day, like, was probably the turning point for the rest of the year. Because from that day on, like, um, we were just very vocal with each other about like, how we were feeling about certain situations like team vibes like this or that like there was no like one person kind of saying anything it was like everyone giving their 110 percent like their insight like what they want to do yeah and just effort level so i just feel like last year like i mean obviously like our gun skill and our chemistry 
help like it helps a little bit but yeah, like it definitely helps yeah but i think like we really were probably the most prepared out of anyone last year and i think it definitely showed yeah i mean you guys won what like four out of the six majors and cha counting champs as well last year so yeah. that's some insane dominance that's not really happened in call of duty maybe one other time happened throughout a season but that was just insane and especially with like all the talent and how everyone says like now is the toughest time to be a professional call of duty player because like only the best of the best are winning yeah. and like it's just so competitive right now because so many people are trying to do it and it's everyone's job a job now is call of duty like it's not like people are going to school working other jobs like everyone's all they focus on all day is Call of Duty, so that's why it's just so yeah. competitive. And then no, it's definitely the best of the best now. Yeah. So like, especially with um, franchising only being twelve teams, I feel like it the the group of players got very limited. Yeah. So hopefully expansion will come one day, and you know we'll get more teams, more players, and just more people getting their name um like shined on. Because I feel yeah. like there's a lot of people out there that could definitely be in the league, but there's just not enough spots yet. So. Yeah, no, we're all hoping and praying for expansion because that shit would be that would be amazing to just have more teams come in, more opportunities, more people that can go pro and just make careers and everything. So hopefully next season, uh, some expansion teams do come in. But I want to ask about what happened after major five going into champs because you guys obviously didn't have a good major five that you were expecting. Yeah. But what what did you change or do before champs to make sure you guys were back on point? Because some teams I'm sure would have crumbled, but you guys went above and beyond and won. Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm not sure about how the league matches were showing before our um, Major 5, but we just couldn't really win a hard point to save our lives. And it was really just making every series go to, like, Game 5 mm -hmm. because we couldn't win a hard point, so that's we were already down 0-2. Yeah. And, I mean, Major 5 would show that, like, you know, Seattle wasn't a bad team, but we were definitely way better than them. Yeah. And the fact that we lost, I mean, I think we went 0 4 in hard points that event. Mm -hmm. And the fact a team like us was doing that was just really unacceptable. So after Major 5, we just went back and really just fixed our, um, our hard point because uh, our other two game modes were still looking like really dominant. Yeah. I don't think there was ever a point where our control wasn't good or like our SD wasn't good. Because I feel like those modes are like very chemistry based and we were just very on top of it throughout the year. Yeah. But hard points, we had a really big problem of kind of just like staying down and like not working with each other and just making the other team, you know, work for the win. We were kind of just yeah. giving out free kills, free hills, free breaks, whatever. So that's kind of what we fixed. And I think going into champs, we were super confident we fixed it and kind of just were so confident that we were going to win. Yeah, and even uh, going back to like Black Ops 4, I remember you was talking about control. Do you feel like control is just you and your team is just the best at it every single year? Uh, I wouldn't say every single year. I just think um, it's very chemistry oriented. Yeah. And it's very much like working with your teammates on like certain situations because I feel like in control, you can do whatever you, you want to control. Yeah. But if you're doing it by yourself and your teammates are doing things by themselves, your team's going to get slammed very quickly. For sure. So I just feel like we were very good at, with our chemistry. Yeah. And then um, after what? After Black Ops 4 won, uh, Black Ops 4, MW, Cold War. So you've only been pro for three years? Like uh, three total yeah, games? I think this is my fourth fourth game. Jesus sure. Christ, that's scary. Yeah, um, fast. That, dude, it is going fast. But I mean, you've been racking up the winnings, racking up the earnings. Cause you're already at a million plus, right? Earnings. Yeah, I mean, it's a little, you know, they're definitely handing out more money nowadays. So oh yeah, of course. I'm definitely climbing the ranks faster. Yeah, and I'm, but yeah. I was gonna say, hopefully, I can keep getting chips. Oh, for sure. I mean, I feel like I feel like everyone just looks at chip, chip, like chip count. Yeah, that it's is. Like you can only get like two a year. That is the most important part. And then I'm sure if COD's still around 10, 20 years from now, winning a, a major, then it's going to be like winning $150,000, $200,000 for each player. So well, sure. it's just going to keep getting crazy. inflated. And um, But it is what it is. You got to dominate while you're still playing. And you've been dominating ever since you got into the pro scene. Do you think there's anything like that you do specifically that helps you consistently stay at that top level? Because you don't just stay at the top. You dominate and win so much every single year. And you perform so well. Like, Is there anything that you could tell people to do if they're looking to do what you do i mean i just want to say like you know there's a lot of not pretty things to this job like my entire time growing up i've dedicated you know my time to 
sit inside and kind of just grind video games and yeah. personally i feel like that's made me like naturally talented at video games over time so it definitely helps out but if you want to if you want to compete in college you know you got to be willing to dedicate yourself to this like you, you, it, you this can start as a hobby but if you want to take it serious you're gonna have to dedicate a lot of your time to it a lot of your resources and just take it super serious because if you're trying to make this you know a profession and it's not something you're gonna put 100 towards to there's someone else out there that's gonna be doing 110 yeah and they're just gonna take your spot so that's 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 what i think about this just make sure you're willing to to give it all to be a cop bro yeah definitely because i mean everyone's trying to just compete to be the best and win all the chips money all that good yeah. stuff um but thinking about like your career so far it's been great obviously but is there something that you still want to achieve like what was your what would be your biggest goal before you end up retiring um i mean i want to be i want to have the most rings for yeah. sure which i mean if my, if our team oh. sticks throughout uh, I mean, if our team sticks as long as I think it will, then all of us will probably have, um, you know, the most rings yeah. in general, just because if we win them together. But I don't even know. Wait, how how old are you right now? I uh, I'm turning 21 in like a week. T turning 21, and then yeah, is the big two one in a week. You're gonna be an old man now. I'm, I'm the la I'm the last one on my team to turn 21. Last one, but your team's your team's still relatively young. Like, isn't Cell probably like yeah. 21? Tyler's like 21, yes. 22. So I think yeah, I think Tyler. I don't know if he's a year older than me or two years. I think he just. I think he's 22. MC's MC's like um gonna be the same age as me. He because he's he's like um two months, two and a half months older than me. Okay. Alex, the oldest of the group, he's an old fart. Hey, I'm old fart too, and man. It happens. It's okay to be an old fart though, as long as you're a good smell fart. Yeah, you know, I smell good from time to time. But yeah, we're all relatively young still, so we, we still got some time. Yeah, but well, yeah, once you start hitting 24, 25, the, dude, the aim assist just it goes out the window, man. So <laughs> you got to hope for land. Nah, is just the playing. Aim is the thumbs. Um, I don't know. Honestly, oh, I think shit. I think Call of Duty is like a it's just a mental thing though. Like when you get older, oh, it is. I think it's just more like responsibilities because. Most people don't retire just because they suck now. I feel like more people just retire because they're focused on their, scrim. yeah, scrims every day. Then you have to focus on your house, your girlfriend or your wife, your kids, yeah. your dogs. Like, sure. it's, yeah, it's a lot. So it's hard well, to really. I feel like, in the right now. like, if I don't scrim, I'm literally bored all day. I'm yeah. Like, Dude, what do I do between like one o'clock and like seven now? Yeah, it's, it's just a huge, like, time gap where i don't know what to do <laughs> no, that's what that's what i feel like in the off season too i'm just like wait so what do i do my life just doesn't have purpose for like three months i'm just like what do i do every day like how, what do normal people do because i just sit on my couch or walk around outside i'm just like i need scrims or tournaments or something to look forward to no facts ah uh, but um i think I think that's it for me. So I want to say thank you for joining the show. Sure. I think uh, if you're down, the chat would love to ask some questions. Chat, we got we got Simp here. Chris is his time is very valuable. Um, if you guys have any questions, if you're looking at the chat right now, you can go ahead and just answer whatever ones you see. Or if I see some good ones, I can just ask you. So just go ahead, chat, keep it respectful, and ask him some good questions because his time is very valuable. So we don't got him for very much longer. That was a good. That was a good show, man. That was a good show. I had a good time. Mm -hmm. I had fun. I had fun. Oh, you did a great job. You did a great job. Oh, that's a good question from Polo. Do you still connect with any of the players from NJ Rod? Um, I mean, I could even do them even bigger. Like, there's still there's people I competed with when I was coming up that I still follow to this day. Yeah. And most people that I went to locals with, I I, I don't talk to them daily. But I definitely still follow them because those guys know they can reach out whenever they want for anything. Um, most of the local guys are a big reason I'm here because of yeah. how welcoming they were to me. Because I went to the local scene literally being some little short white kid who no one really knew. <laughs> and they kind of just took him into their wing. And I feel like a lot of them honestly taught me a lot about COD. So yeah. those guys know I appreciate them a lot. Shout out to the local ones, man. It's actually crazy thing about like the come up whenever you hit it and just like all the people that helped you with every single nah, step yeah. of the way. I think I, I think about it here and there. That shit yeah. that shit's crazy because like you never know like how things would have gone if you didn't meet this person or like yeah. didn't do this one thing or like if you didn't get the opportunity to team with that good team at a local, maybe you just decided you didn't like playing anymore, you stopped playing and yeah, you literally. know, none of this ever existed. Yeah, you never know. So it's always just crazy to look back on and then appreciate like the people that that helped you out all like just get where you are today. Someone asked, 
asked him if teaming with MC Selium exceeded his expectations. What what do you think? What do you think of Sell? Well, what does exceeding my expectations even mean? Like, I don't know. Out of game, in game. MC, I've, MC has literally changed from MW to now. MC is a whole different person. <laughs> and no one even no one knows him like we do. And yeah. I know he's he's probably watching. He's he's always watching everything. Yeah, he's always but peeping. MC, you're you're a fucking clown. Nah, I remember him being at the POQ. Um, literally not traveling anywhere before that. He was asking us to open his water bottles for oh, him. Crowder talks about this. And just some crazy stuff. He <laughs> like, open your water bottle. What do you mean? <laughs> Twist it. But now he's literally going in game chat and just saying some insane stuff yeah. all the time. <laughs> he's no, he's MC's, just MC's, growing MC's, up. MC's a, a little adult right now. But he's, 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 a, he's, um, he's matured a lot in the last year and a half, two years. So hey, you love to hear that. For what, like the steps he's took to mature. Yeah. What's your favorite tournament match you've ever played? Like, what match you look back on and you're just like, wow, that was crazy, or wow, we just dominated them. That was so much fun. Um, I think both of the options are probably from BO4. And it was either the units match where I literally just choke slammed. <laughs> yeah, just choke slammed them. Or it was the um that it was the EG match because of how fire it was. Cause like like I said, you help me remember that shit. Yeah. And that shit was a match for sure. It was a match for sure. It was a match. <laughs> ah, that's tough. That's tough. It was a good one. But, you know, I wanted uh, you guys to just have a good run at champs and get your first ring. So it was all part of the plan. That. I appreciate that. And then eventually, a couple years later, I would have you on the podcast. So it was all, you know, it's, you gotta, it's you gotta take, so, you gotta take some L's to get some W's, you know? Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> um, do you have any pre-match rituals? Not really. I mean, I get a lot of anxiety before matches, so I kind of just try and focus on um, <laughs> my breathing a lot and yeah. just trying to make sure I'm calm, listen to music, and just make sure I'm just, like, prepared for the match because I feel like, especially more so now than I used to, I definitely get, like, a deep anxiety feeling, like, before matches and stuff. And, like, it, it's weird because, like, I'll do it, like, before we even, like, get on stage, but as soon as I get on stage, it's, like, gone. It's, like... yeah. It's just like nervousness. Yeah, everyone gets those like little butterflies, and you just want like that. You just want to play. You just want to be in the match already. So like the lead up to it is just kind of it's just like annoying and stressful and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one more. We got one more. Let's see. Let's find a good one right here. Hmm. 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 What was your favorite? Uh, did you have any like favorite pros you watched before, or teams that you had watched before you started competing? Uh, I mean, I honestly don't really remember, but I feel like I didn't really watch. I didn't really watch like individual pros, really. I feel like, yeah. like if there's anyone I did watch, it was it, it would have been Optic because Optic was just the main one yeah. putting stuff out of the time. But I just remember like just watching Ghosts and just thinking like, damn, like this shit is like lit. <laughs> like I, I want to start getting into this. Yeah, just seeing on the main stage people talking shit, winning events, and all the craziness. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what captured me when I saw people could like be in real life in person and like win money yeah. and be on they're a just, main they're stage. Just, they're literally like different people. It's just like it's, it was just weird. Yeah, and now you're one of them. Now kids are looking. It's weird, but fire. Yeah, man. now kids are looking up to you and be like, I want to be like Sim one day. This guy wins everything, and so. Then you're yeah, it's crazy. You're gonna crazy be the, feeling for sure. You're gonna be the old veteran in the Call of Duty scene. You're like, well, I remember when I was 18 years old. <laughs> Dude, facts. That's gonna be a weird ass time. It's 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 crazy. You never get used to it. But um, that's I think that's it from the chat. I just want to say thank you very much for coming on the show. I had a great time. Hopefully you had a good time yeah, as thanks, well. Thanks for having me. No, this was this was fun for sure. And uh, definitely one of one of my favorite episodes for sure. Just. Getting to know you a little bit better, seeing your come up and then your dominance in the Call of Duty scene. It's been crazy to watch. And I think you're you're still pretty good. So I think you're going to have a couple more successful uh, years ahead of you. I hope so. <laughs> I hope it doesn't get cut off too early. Hey, hope not. Hope everyone's, everyone's just starting to hate me right now. Oh. So if I start getting shit on now, then it's just going to be like, fuck. Yeah, no, I think. has a reason to roast me. I think when you like, you just win so much, people just want to see you lose. It happens in every oh, sport sure. with everyone. Like, I mean, listen, if like, if my team got constantly slammed by the same little short dude, <laughs> I would be pissed too. So I yeah. definitely understand it. But I mean, hopefully no one's got anything personal towards me. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, a, I'm just a little ass troll. Yeah. It's, it's fun to be, it's fun to like make it a little bit intense, get people talking about you, talk a little bit of trash. It just makes, it's what Call of Duty is built off of. Yeah. Everyone just like talking a little bit of shit. 
and having some fun uh, competing at these tournaments. But um, thank you very much for coming on. Hope you have a great night. Hopefully the I snowstorm doesn't. Sure. Of course, of course. You always got you always got a home here. Uh, but oh, hopefully, shit, hopefully the snowstorm doesn't affect you or power go out or anything like that. Um, you know, take take yeah, care, okay. It. And hopefully the house, the new house, just you know, stays intact. There's no issues or anything with that. 